0: hi and welcome to the three good podcast a weekend podcast where i talk about all things to do with positive psychology well-being resilience mental health and emotional intelligence i'm your host suk pavia welcome everyone to episode 43 of the three good podcast Uh, I hope everyone is doing okay and that this uh, month of March is treating you well. I hope the sunny weather is starting to raise a bit of spirits and a bit of optimism. And on today's episode, I'm welcoming back a guest to the show, uh, Gemma Dale. She was last on a couple of years ago. So welcome back, Gemma. Hello.
1: Hello. Thank you for asking me back.
0: Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So one of the reasons I'm really interested in having Gemma back onto the show is she's been doing a lot of really good writing recently on her blog. Um, and in other spaces as well about this whole thing around working from home that we've been in but I don't think I would call it working from home Gem um, and I'm interested to hear what you've got to say on it I've been describing this as we're at, we're in a crisis we're at home and we're working none of this is a working from home situation because it's not something we would choose to do how have you been describing it what does it mean to you
1: um I I agree with you I uh, I think it was the World Economic Forum that first coined the phrase, the great working home" exper- working from home experiment. For me, an experiment is anything but what we're doing now. Experiments have right. controlled their plans, they're organised, and they have an end date, which is not how we've been living. I think how this has felt for people has really changed and evolved over the time. I think those early months of lockdown... When there was huge amounts of uncertainty it was very adrenaline-fueled so i think crisis was was a really good word at that time um more latterly i think that's shifted into people for this sort of sense of um of it feeling long drawn out and and Mm. we're starting to hear those words like burnout in, in, in the proper sense of burnout and not just another word for being really tired um so I think there are many ways to describe this, but you're right, this is not true working from home. Um, that is something that people do normally as a choice. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: it's it's a strategic decision that organizations take and right. we do it when we want to do it properly. We do it again with planning, with strategy, with training, with support. Yeah. We don't yeah. do it on the fly uh, by sending an email to people going, can you go home and, and not come back for a while? Um, yeah. So, yeah, lo- lots of words I could use to describe
0: it. Oh, indeed, right. And I think that's that's uh, been one of the most kind of, I think, interesting things for me as we've been all experiencing this. And th- that's the other thing, right, is we're collectively experiencing this. It's not like it's a um, uh, a discrete group who've been going through this. Like, obviously, there have been people who've been furloughed, so they are not been allowed to work as well. So there's there is a whole... Rather, like the working from home description, only fits a certain population. Right there, there are many more who have, you know, continued with caring responsibilities, parenting, parenting responsibilities, just not being allowed to work, and all of those. Uh, that all fits in with this as well. Which, again, you can't call. It, like, so you know, the only thing you can say is that we've all been in lockdown. That's been the common feature of just kind of all of this. Just, uh, I think we've had to experience it in different ways.
1: Uh, Completely. And, you know, like you said, I've seen this sort of meme going around, which is, you know, we're we're all in the same storm, but we're in a different boat. And I think it's become a cliche, but there's some truth in that, which is um, how I have experienced it. For, uh, you know, from somebody that's in a relatively privileged position, I haven't had yeah. to go out um, to, to do my job and, and put myself at risk. I am not more vulnerable. In you know, my experience of this time is very different to somebody who's been a key worker, who's been in a hospital or has been unwell or been bereaved. And, yeah. and as you said, we, there are some commonalities of this experience, but how people have lived it, um, the impact upon them is, mm. is is very great and very different
0: yeah and you know what one of the things that I've, i'm cautious of as well is we're still trying to understand what all of this has meant so from a commentary perspective from that kind of you know, insight perspective it's things are ever-changing right this isn't something that we are like it's it's done and now we we know this is a permanent situation it's an impermanent situation but um also we're not done with it like we don't know what what the outcome of this is going to look like. Like, we're, we're filming this in March in 2021, right? I'm filming this, recording this in March 2021. And we'd like to think that according to the UK timetable by mid to late June, we would hopefully be out of restrictions. But we don't know, like we have, we like, and out of that we, we're still yet to kind of really understand what does this mean for, for us as kind of society, as a community, how we work, how we interact with others, that social fabric stuff, which has been so broken. And, you know, for me, it's like, I, 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 I think i like you, right? We've been privileged to be able to continue to work, but the social fabric stuff is just, that's the stuff which is so vital, you know, and it's been so missing.
1: I, I think you raised a couple of really interesting points. Uh, And one of the things that has been very true for most people over this time, because it's very date driven, as you've just said, is, is the changing nature of it. And Mm. um, we have had dates in the past. We have come out of lockdown. We've gone back into lockdown. And it's been impossible to really plan anything or look forward to anything or, or, you know, to, to look even ahead by a matter of days. Yeah. Um, And the only thing you could know is at some point there'd be another press conference and and some news would be coming. And I think that is very difficult for some people. But I think the other thing we have to be aware of, as you say, it's it's March, 2021, we have a roadmap. We don't know if we'll achieve that roadmap. We sit here with much hope Mm. in terms of a vaccine. And and that appears to be going very well in terms of its rollout. But so what I think we have to be very mindful of is that the implications of this on society will last for a very, very long time, but especially yeah. around mental health. Yeah. Um, we know that people um when they've experienced trauma, and, and I do think that this is a traumatic experience for yeah, many right. people. Um when people experience trauma, the that has a long tail. Mm. Um there's certainly some evidence um, that was in the Lancet in an early evidence review in May of last year that looked at previous quarantine situations. Now they were things like Ebola and SARS, much smaller in scope, Um, uh, they they certainly weren't anything on a national scale and they didn't last that long, but conditions like depression, PTSD, substance abuse, much higher uh, tendencies than than the normal population for, for several years afterwards. So I think Right. We can look ahead to June. We can look yeah. ahead to maybe a better summer, but we can't assume that people's mental health is going to improve on that same trajectory. Um, and those points you make around social fabric, mm. around what it's meant for families, for relationships, um, we will we will still be processing this, dealing with the implications, dealing yeah. with the changes for years. I, I don't think it's we talk about you know fundamental shifts. But I, I, yeah. I think it's true to say that life will never be quite the same again. I, I don't think that's too big a thing to say.
0: I agree. And I think that's, uh, it it, it's, it can sometimes, and that kind of thinking can feel a bit much as well, right? It can feel a bit, I don't know what, I don't know how to think about this and I don't know how to process this. And like you say, this stuff takes a long time to think about actually. Um, so, I mean, one of the things that I, I think is in, um important to think about and discuss is the work that you've been doing on what does this mean for for those who are able to work from home for those who are able to have that flexibility of approach like how has all of this changed to your mind and um i know you've done some research in this space as well around like how has this changed the working from home understanding flexible working what the future might look like like this is big question, these are big questions to answer. So, so just start wherever you feel best.
1: Okay, I think if I go back to what I really inappropriately started calling the old days and I basically this <laughs> yeah. time last year. Yeah. Um, we know that there was there was a lot wrong with work. Um, what I used to say to people, I, mm. I was talking about flexible working and, and advocating flexible working before the pandemic. and And I used to say to people when I did conference speeches if we invented work tomorrow we wouldn't invent this right we wouldn't invent the what i always call the default working model kind of eight hours ish monday to friday night or yeah. Five. yeah You know, where we all traipse out the house at the same time at a time that completely disconnects with our when our kids are at school and right um you know and and, and all do these very long expensive commutes and, yeah. and and you know let's face it many of us went to a physical workspace to do virtual work mm-hmm. we carried the tools with us to do it on a on our backs you know it so much of it it even then seemed odd to many of us I think perhaps it now seems even more odd the the technology was always there you know for for, for many years before the pandemic to have allowed us to make the shift that we have made in the last year it was more around attitudes and beliefs and you know I always call that sort of default model a tradition because that's that's Mm. what it was you know so much of how we still work today comes from the the stuff of the end of the industrial revolution it comes from frederick taylor and and scientific management and and all of these things and and for me what what we're seeing with the headlines is i want to work from home more i want to go back to the office right to see people but i also want to work from home quite a bit now what i think is i think that's the surface level yeah for me what's interesting is what sits underneath because why is that Mm
0: -hmm. well it's partly
1: because it was broken it was because we can perhaps now more clearly than, than when we were the, the frogs boiling yeah. in it, we can yeah. see more clearly the, the 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 unusualness of it, the the oddities of it. Um, but I think I, I think it's it's partly about I want to work from home more, but it's about what that means for people. It, it symbolises something. It symbolises I want more life. I want more balance. In one of the pieces of research that I did, mm. you know, people talked about what was the best thing about working from home during lockdown and, and here's something else some of that survey data came from from may 20, 2020 right, um, right. so right in the middle of it right yes. in the hospital yeah, still yeah. in that first lockdown and even in the depths of that complexity those anxieties the the, the news and the, the, the data coming out and the, and the you know everything that was happening, people could still go this is better
0: right what right. does that
1: mean what does that mean when we're doing this not in a crisis or whatever we choose to call it yeah what does it mean when we're doing this properly with the right tech in the setup and, and all of those things i said at the beginning that we didn't have mm. so when you when you talk to people about why they've worked from home and why why or rather why they've wanted to continue to do it you know i've had more time my family i i've been able to cook proper meals rather than throw some frozen thing in the in the yeah cooker when i get home i've swapped my commute for exercise um, you know, it's lovely to spend all day with my partner, even if he's on one Zoom and I'm on another. So <laughs> yeah. there's all of these reasons. There's something else at play here for me. And um, I have blogged about this recently. I, I read a fascinating academic paper um, about this idea of crucial life experiences. And, and when we when we live through something that that's fundamental to us, there is a definition of it in, in the paper, but this is right. my yeah. interpretation. But when we live through something big, bereavement, divorce um big stuff our own illness illness of people that we love I, I don't think the the academic um author ever thought about a global pandemic but i'm yeah. it would be in the definition it changes us it, it fundamentally changes us and, and the paper looks at things like intrinsic motivation mm. um, and how it, it really reshapes us around you know our purpose what we think is important in life what gives us meaning one of the things i've seen during this pandemic anecdotally I've got no research for it but I know people personally who've taken voluntary redundancy packages I know people that have resigned I know people that have gone do you know what I I used to be an accountant and my god that's boring I'm going to retrain and do something else I know people have set their own businesses up in what you think would be the the, Mm. nonsensical economic time to do it and I genuinely believe we're going to see more of that um i think we will see people really looking at their lives and going what matters and i think the desire to work from home is part of that yeah my big fear right right, is that what we'll end up with is some kind of slipping back because you asked me before what might we end up with and i don't think we know i think you know the future is always hard to predict right and um there's a quote that um, I really like, which is about art. Um, uh, so forgive me for going off on a complete right. tangent, but it's, it's something like, the future is a mirror in which we can only see ourselves. That's that's not perfect. Um, but when we worked in offices, that's all we could envisage, right? Yeah, right. When we'd all be at home. Now we're here. And I can't really even, I don't know if I know how to how to public transport anymore. If I, if I had to get on a train tomorrow, how do you do that? Um, right. Um, you know so it's hard to see where we might be my fear is that in you know instead of this being the real opportunity for change for people yeah. that it could be we'll end up with some sort of slipping back mm. and this manifestation this this i want to work from home um stops being the the this blend this hybrid this mm. thing that it could be and ends up being well. Occasionally, if your line manager gives approval, you can have every other Friday working from home. Right. And I think it's too early to tell. There's lots of big companies talking about big change. Yeah. This stuff is hardwired. We we have we have, have done this default working model um, for for a, a long time, and um the neural pathways are strong. Right. Right. Um, yeah.
0: I mean, there's so much there to to just kind of work through and unpack. So first of all, you know, thanks for kind of work starting to work through some of that for me. Yeah, you know, it's uh, I, I didn't think pre, uh, before we started talking about the historical traditional models and how ingrained they are at pretty much every level, aren't they? Really, it's I'm going to start a new business. What does that mean? I probably need to get an office somewhere. I probably need to hire somebody and they probably need to just work and I need to see them in order to be able to work with them. And like all of that is you know that, that's very hardwired in.
1: It's deep belief stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's all that stuff about you know like FaceTime like I I I will default to the people that I can see more in the office yeah, you know right. and, that, and um and you know all that stuff around what I believe is a good worker, right? We're talking yeah. about presenteeism. Um, you know, oh, someone in the office from seven o'clock in the morning—they must be awesome. Right. Um, that stuff about you know work ethic—it's yeah. really, really kind of deep-rooted stuff. Who we who we think is awesome, um, who gets promoted, um, yeah, who gets rewarded, who gets the best assignments, um, and you know, we also know there was a ton of stigma around flexible workers huge, huge. before yeah. the pandemic do i really think some of that stuff's changed do i really think that all those managers who were really into micromanagement who were really i'll go right back into doing now mcgregor's theory x all the hr yeah, people right. go, yes yeah. I'm in <laughs> x. you know if i don't see them they're skiving or you know yeah. what i tend to call it watching you know the the, the the huff myth they're all watching homes under the hammer um, <laughs> do you really think that those people have just had a huge revelation in the last 12 months and gone you know Hooray! I've got a whole new perspective on work um, right. and working lives. You know, maybe I'm sound really cynical. Um, but I, mean, I don't I, think so. I don't I think I am a little bit.
0: I, I don't. I, I don't think so. It's. I think. It, I think you're right. That just because we've been forced into this situation, I don't think it's meant that people have, or at least um, managers or leaders of companies, what have you. I don't think it's meant that they've taken the time to reevaluate well, what does working practice look like? You know, should I be, should this be actually the norm? Should this, like, yeah, some, and it's been interesting to kind of just see some companies like Spotify have you know, turned around and said, anyone can work from home, doesn't matter where you are in the world, you can do this. It's the work you do that matters. It's not the place that you do it in that matters. And you go, all right, that's interesting. Whereas you got others like, I can't remember who were the big banks or whoever it was, the financial institution, there, there was a Goldman Sachs, I think it was, yeah, who were like, no, everyone's going to be back in because that's where they do the good work.
1: And, and really, what you just said that, um, is really, easy. so that that thing around work is a is a is a thing you do rather than a place you go. I I trace that back um, in an academic paper to I want to say the mid '80s, right? And and there's some really interesting stuff I think from Charles Handy in about 1984 saying the future of work is remote. Well, right. you know, we we. Wow it still took a global pandemic right that stuff is really Thirty years later and we
0: still haven't we still haven't adopted it 30 years later
1: yeah but then you know like your point about how hard why this stuff is i was reading something really interesting recently which talked about actually look at schools yeah we are basically training children to be office workers right yeah have scheduled breaks uh try not to move around too much um you know we are we are basically training kids to go and sit at a desk in an office um and and i think you know the other thing that is really interesting about this time is this comes back to this neural pathway habit stuff yeah um is the extent to which we have largely just lifted and shifted work from the office into our homes
0: yeah, you know, right. We
1: are yeah. mostly when most people I talk to are still working the, the hours that they worked before. So if they started at nine, they're still starting at nine, and so on. Um, and generally, if it was a meeting in the office, even if we used to complain about it in the office because we said that could have been an email, yeah. um, we've still just made it an online meeting. And now the worst because you have to stare at your own face. <laughs> yeah. um, but um, the you know, we, we've lifted and shifted it. What we haven't done is gone, okay, we can go asynchronous. You know, we haven't right. you know, yeah. gone and invested in Microsoft Teams, for example, that didn't have it before. I'd love to know how many of them are just using the online meeting as opposed to the document sharing, the chat streams, any of that stuff. And, you know, this is why I think there's this real risk of slipping back despite whatever people yeah. want is because if we have, we still haven't made enough changes was still working in the old ways, even though the tech is there. And even though most yeah. people know how to use that tech, the barrier was never tech. The barrier was always attitudes and, and beliefs and habits.
0: Mm. That is I, 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 so interesting to me because um, I'm going to pick up a bit about schooling, actually. So my daughter, we had a um, parent teacher consultation last week and the teacher asked her and her teacher asked like yeah so is is your daughter looking forward to coming back and um and her mum said uh i don't think she is actually because uh but not because she's not looking forward to being back at school but she liked being able to do her work on in her way in her time and she was doing it like she wasn't like you know she was doing everything that she was asked to do and i i remember this like you know when she was with me during the day be like um like yeah, you know, when, when are you gonna start your work? Oh I'll do it in about half an hour. I've got all day to do it. You're like that, you actually have. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pressure you into have to do it now because if you wanna do it later, like that's okay. Like you yeah, you know, and, and that's her that's her autonomy, that's her independence that she's trying to explore and yeah and what in, do we know what do we know
1: motivates people in the work it's autonomy, autonomy. i'll come back to, to exactly. damping, you know? yeah right yeah. autonomy mastery purpose yes. and and not just that when we look at well-being you know when when people have got low control low autonomy in their work they very often have you know poor well-being that there's, yes. a, there's, a, yeah, there's yeah. a research relationship there so it's it's about motivation as well it's about well-being um and why wouldn't we give people more choice and you yeah know, for me, it's about not all working at the same time, but being more intentional about when we come together. Be more intentional about what we use the office for. Right. Um, you know, the but the big, big, big unknown question is, will we make the shift? And 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 I think the truth is, we'll see every spectrum. We'll see the Spotify's yes. going. Do yeah, you yeah, what you exactly. like. Work where yeah. you like. And then we will see at the other end of the spectrum, the company, I think you're referring to, we called it like an aberration. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and everybody's going to come back in the office and they're the companies that probably before this were still requiring everybody to wear a shirt and a tie and right. and, and all yeah. this stuff. They, they're, they're there and, and they're still doing business. I keep seeing somebody on Twitter talking about, you know, these companies will have no talent if you don't go remote. And I'm like, really yes, i'm not sure you believe that yeah, you know there were totally companies will. before the pandemic right. who you know were, were managing quite well without tech and without social media and insisting on lots of old-fashioned working practices and then they're, yeah. they're still trading yeah. as far as i know <laughs>
0: yeah exactly yeah and that's a piece I, I share your worry i absolutely share your worry that it's that people will that there are companies leaders businesses who will see this as a blip They'll see this as a, oh no, that was just a temporary thing that happened. Yes, it was all fallen went, didn't we have to work from home and that was but we managed and and now we can just bring everyone back and that's gonna be the that'll be the default again. well, and that's the interesting I
1: think the crisis narrative sorry i think that's yeah, why crisis yeah, yeah. narrative helps those people because they're like well it was a crisis and the crisis has passed so now we must reassert the status exactly. quo or, exactly. or what, what was the status quo a year ago yeah um and
0: um
1: and and we as human beings tend to be quite status quo biased um and i'm not right. talking about the band um so you know yeah. the, the, it's the neural pathway thing again you know yeah 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 it's different is much more difficult than doing something that we already know. So yeah. so why wouldn't we go back to the office?
0: Right. And that's, But I th- and I think what will be interesting though is the workforce itself now has a different kind of voice, right? Because they can actually step around, step up a bit and go, no, no, I know you're saying that you want this to happen, but actually I, as a, as your worker, as your employee, don't think that's the right choice anymore because you, you remember that thing that had just happened where we had to all be at home for the last year and we were still productive and I was still able to meet my deadlines. I was still, um, you know, all the milestones, all of the projects, they still happened, but that didn't drop. That didn't stop in any way. So why am I now, why am I now being asked to full-time come back into a workplace where, like you said a bit earlier, Jen, right? Uh, it's an expensive commute. Why am I going to spend the money on the train ticket again? Like I, I don't, if there's no need to why do i have to why am i working why am i leaving the house at 6 30 in the morning to get to an office at 8 a.m when i really don't need to do that and i can spend that time focused on my well-being and my self-care or my family whatever it is that needs to be worked on i i think i think workers will have so much more of a voice and i hope they use their voice i really hope they use their voice
1: I, i'm not i'm not sure i agree i think some will and, and okay. it's, that yeah, power yeah. Okay. it's that power yeah. Uh, and it's about do you have the power to have that conversation mm. I, I think the one thing that the pandemic has done is, is it has exposed many equali- inequalities in yeah, our society absolutely. yeah um, at, at, at all levels um you know covid is a, d- a disease that does discriminate because we actually know that yes. um, it discriminates on on age on ethnic background on on, yeah. on gender yeah. um so you know, if we look at it from a workplace context as well you know we I, I saw um something said and it was one of those things that i saw on twitter and, and passed me by and and, and i wish mm. i bookmarked it so I, I may be about to misquote this completely but it was something like there wasn't a lockdown middle class people stayed at home and working class people bought them things right and you know there's some truth in that because yeah. who went out and did the hard work right who went out and and made yeah. themselves vulnerable who went out um and and put themselves in harm's way yeah. and did those people have have the voice well they were doing a job that they can't work from home in the first place but you know mm. if we come back to the knowledge worker they kind of 50% of us i think it was it was just under 50% of the workforce that that was at home by about april um, yeah. 2020 yeah. um you know, if we if we assume that we're talking just about that set of the workforce, who's got the power in that? You know, do they? You know, there will be some people right. that do have that power, and and yeah. will have the power to vote with their feet and go. Do you know what? I've asked for flex. You've said no, so I'm going to go find myself an opportunity with one of those companies that is is more open. Yeah. But as, you know, there will also, as we know, because labour markets are unequal. Um, and we're also going into a period of, of economic turbulence, which may yeah. make people more of uh, to taking risks. There will be fewer opportunities to even apply for. There will also be a chunk of people that if their manager is one of the ones that goes, get yourself back in, right. they will not have that voice. Yeah. So then who speaks for them? Yeah. Um, uh, it's, it's really interesting. So somebody, um, I get lots of people tweet me um, mm-hmm. comments about flexible working when I post blogs and things. And, and somebody tweeted me not so long ago, and said a friend of hers was being required to sign into zoom from nine in the morning to five at night with their camera on just so their manager could kind of see. What? If they were <laughs> um, and I, I mean, I was horrified on this on multiple levels, because one, you know, flexible working, hybrid working, whatever you call it, is built on trust if you have, yeah, right. you have of anything. But so I was kind of horrified of it. But then I just... The, the the really naughty side of me that that, that kind of thing um, brings out is like uh, well you know I could I could sit here and I could look at my screen but I could have a telly um, you know yeah this, right yeah, yeah. I could be watching that yeah I could be watching daytime TV or, or doing any you know um that the idea that that's effective monitoring anyway is 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 ludicrous but this it's still happening so you know that is
0: crazy some
1: people that have voice and, and you know as ever some that are silent.
0: I mean, I think that that's such, such a valuable challenge that you gave back there, Gem. Is is, and this is my bias, right? That's my bias. I, I forget that, and I shouldn't forget, but I forget that there are there were thousands upon thousands of people who uh, who were every day going back out, still on the front lines, still you know working in the um, uh, hospitals, different caring ho- care homes, and obviously all the supermarkets and what have you and even some people still going into an office environment as well
1: yeah um I, um I literally just before i came on um on the court i was reading a really interesting um paper on you know how COVID has exposed our our labor market and our labor right. laws. yeah
0: um
1: you know and and you know the protections are just not strong enough
0: yeah yeah, well, and clearly they're not, because people weren't able to make those choices to be able to say, this is an unsafe situation and I don't think I should be here, but I'm forced to have to be here.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, then we also yeah. see, sort of, you know, the, the number of people who were asking for furlough and, and not getting right. here. I, I think the TDC estimated around 7 in 10 women were getting their furlough requests turned down. So um, when we've got all these equalities already pre-existing and, and the pandemic has um, has made some of them worse, yeah. Um, it, it's just one more thing in that mix of stuff that we just cannot predict what comes next. I, I don't think.
0: I mean, this is the uh, I think this is the, it's a valuable conversation, right? Because it's 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 one to it does require reflection, right? it does require us to be able to just sit down and think through and discuss and say, well, what has this meant? What, what should it mean for a future kind of working model? And obviously that's going to look very differently for different organizations their cultures and their working practices um i think the interesting stuff will be the asynchronous stuff you know so like you said like quite rightly the tech has been there for a number of years so it's not that we've not been able to it's the personal perspective it's the personal stuff right it's the um uh yeah the hardwired stuff that we've been discussing um but also just you know the the I guess, in some way it's a lack of trust <laughs> in, the, the, in are we still going to be able to survive as a business if we if we allow our teams to do whatever hybrid models they think are appropriate for them? Yeah. I, or, you know, if we allow flexible to working to, to happen in a, in a much more um, accessible way than we had previously or all these questions is it's, it's an interest. It's, it's a good one to to have on the discussion, I think.
1: Mm. And, and uh, you know, you, you mentioned reflection there. I think there's been precious little time for reflection for many there, of us, Yeah, there
0: really hasn't, yeah.
1: For, for months, um, almost a year, um, because of the intensity of the, of, of the crisis, because of the intensity yeah, yeah. And, and the work extensification and intensification that many people have experienced, adding homeschooling and childcare and things like that to the mix, and also for some people, their own in health or bereavement. So. Yeah. yeah. Not only do I think we, you know, we can't answer some of these questions yet. I think we we possibly most people have not even had the time, the the time to to do the thinking, to do the reflection, or
0: um,
1: you know, to to even process it, and um, may not for some time.
0: Yeah, And, and and also that presents, you know, just some interesting challenge for companies who do who do want to take the opportunity actually to rethink and think about well, could we do things differently, or could we? you know, could tomorrow look like a different tomorrow for organizations where all of this is pretty much, um, uh, it's an unknown. So we don't know what a good looks like tomorrow. So it has to be a, well, if you, it is is also another factor of kind of faith and trust to be able to say, well, we think it's an interesting one to explore. Let's see how it works and let's see how that plays out. But yeah, I think I agree with your earlier comments that that's probably gonna be less the case because it's easier to be able to say, well, we've got that office space. It's a building which is literally sat right there. We're still paying money for it. You're back in there, you're, you're coming back in. Cause it says on, on your contract, by the way, that that's your workplace. And, yeah, you know, that's, that's a very interesting piece.
1: The big question for me right now is, you know, we, we have lived through an emergency.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Homeworking was an emergency um we have learnt some lessons from right. this time some some big lessons um i think there's almost also a limit about what you can learn because of the exact point we've made this is an emergency and a crisis yeah yeah um we still need to work through some of those lessons um but we do have an opportunity we mm. do have an opportunity to create something different i've heard it said that if we go back um, to the way we were before we failed somehow a, a, as a society, as, um, mm. as, as as employees, as business owners, leaders, whatever we are. Um, the question, as I say, the great unknown is, can we seize this opportunity mm. or will we slip back? Um, and what does this mean for people that really do want to change their lives? I still believe we'll see. Yeah, right more of that but this is an emerging situation yeah totally there are no no precedents for this
0: yeah and so and when you mentioned that earlier i wanted to pick up on that just briefly as well it is i think i think you're right it has brought into question for a lot of people what does my life look like what do i want my life to look like I, i i've now been able to do things in a fundamentally different way than I ever did before, does that also mean I can start to work differently, choose a different career path? All of that starts to come through. And that's so fascinating. That's so fascinating.
1: Many of the people I talk to, and and especially when I'm sort of coaching people, um, they want want me to be over and they want what comes with the pandemic to be over restrictions, um and uh, you know inability to see friends and and family they want that to be over that doesn't mean they want their old lives back
0: right yeah and that's really i mean that's that really is something right it's um i think like you like you said right it's, it's something which we've got more thinking to do about this stuff and It'll be interesting to see how this starts to play out over the coming months, and I, I think your your point also about the 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 tale of mental health and the impact that that's going to have on society and how we all start to uh, help each other, support each other, will be. Um, I, I, I yeah, just be. I hope that we have um, a better sense of um, it's okay to feel that this was a tough period because it has been a tough period. And you know, we shouldn't judge people for how they've experienced it. And we shouldn't uh, place any expectation for how quickly or not people feel that they should be returning back to whatever the new norm, I, I don't want to say new normal, whatever tomorrow <laughs> looks like, you know, that we don't place judgments, or we, we, we accept that people just, are, they're at where they're at. And a lot of this is uneasy and it's just really hard. Uh, made me laugh earlier when you said, um, you, you don't know how to commute anymore. Like, I don't know how to social anymore, Jewel, uh, Jen. I, you know, it's, What does it mean to go back out and be in a pub or in a restaurant with a group of people? I don't know if I want to do that. Like, I do want to do it because I miss going to Nando's and I really enjoy my Nando's. And I like going for a pint. But do I want to do it in an enclosed space with a group of other people? And I, I, I just don't. Like, yes, but also no.
1: <laughs> like I'm really will, conflicted. Like I'm properly
0: conflicted. <laughs>
1: a day will come when we feel ready to do that and um we'll we'll uh we'll all have to converge like a hr conference in the old days. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> well jem i want to say thank you very much this was such a good conversation i think an important conversation as well um which many people are probably having on, um, on their own with their, in their with their partners or what have you but as, in the kind of social public space so i appreciate you taking the time to do this with me
1: no problems thank you
0: so folks um as always it's going to be really interesting to hear about what your thoughts are on this conversation that jem and i have had uh and yeah just you know please do share that do it on the socials you can catch jem she's on twitter jem what's your handle please at hr underscore jem thank you very much um and is that the best place for people to contact you if they want to have more of a conversation always yeah, oh, of course that. it is <laughs> cool um otherwise folks uh, please do like share do whatever you need the podcast is on all the normal platforms spotify google play podbean apple what have you so you can access it in a range of places thank you and i'll see you all on the next episode